you're looking crafty. You could make a raft out of pencils and foam. You sure looking happy. Hello! Why do we say it like this? We never stop. I I talk I talk to you all the time and I'm like, hey, hello. Right. Yeah. But then when we start this recording, I'm like, hello! Like I'm Miss Doubtfire. <laughs> Every time. Or I'm the lady from one of the ladies from Two Fat Ladies. It's ooh, it's like whenever I'm in Asia, I go bye-bye. Like I don't say bye-bye any other place in the world, except <laughs> when I'm in Asia. And when you leave, everyone goes, bye-bye. And so I'm like, bye-bye. Like, me and all my friends living there or visiting there, we're all like, bye-bye. Like, I can't stop myself. How funny. Um, well? Hi. Welcome to the Stitchcraft Podcast. And I don't know yes. how to do introductions very well. <laughs> well, we got out of practice. This is, I believe, episode 49. Um, and it, it is, is 46. That is not correct. Are we sure? Oh, so, yes, that just... I'm going to check. Oh, I hope. You know what? I just happen to have one recording on the front of my desktop, and it says 45. Oh, I'm it wrong. definitely 49. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Reddit, a subreddit called uh, Confidently Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking did it. <laughs> it me. It's me all the time. We can start this over. Um, no. <laughs> but we won't. We, we keep it all. We keep it all. And this uh, is our, I was looking this up because I wanted to um, know what we had said in the past on previous versions of this particular annual episode. This is our fourth episode <gasps> of Hurry Up, Get Your Shit Together Christmas Gifts. <laughs> wow, this this podcast has lost, lasted longer than my relationship. Okay. <laughs> well, in all of my relationships prior to leading up to this one, so hey. Fair enough. <laughs> um, also, probably bought a lot of good gifts from this show, so thanks. Thanks, us. That's right. Um, and I was really pleased to see that at least the things that I wrote down as possibilities, I at least according to the links that we have in our show notes, I don't think I have mentioned... A lot of these before. I definitely mentioned some of them before, but I think some of them also bear repeating. And mine are a little different, but they're not, cool. they have not been uh, mentioned here before. Awesome. Well, I'm yes. very excited. So let's, let's not forego the niceties though. What's in your cup? Well, I just, to lead into this whole gifting situation, I'm drinking a menagerie. <laughs> I think that's the word I'm using of beers that have been gifted to me by people on my birthday. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so I'm having New Belgium's Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. Didn't realize it was an Imperial until I opened it. Whoops. This is from um, one of my old coworkers at Lucky Brand. Her name's Trisha. She lives in California, but for my birthday, she went and called a local liquor store and had them deliver a bunch oh, of beer so for me. Oh, that's so nice. And she don't drink. So that was amazing. She was like, I just remember you said IPA once. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh that's so cute. She's the best. Um, and then the other coworkers I have from Target, uh, they got me a six pack of Minnesota beers from my local liquor store. So Ooh, it was a mix fun. of stuff. And so this is Wabasha Brewing Company in St. Paul, Minnesota's Red Desert IPA. So, yes. Lovely. Have, yeah. So, um, that's to start out some of my gift suggestions. I'm living the dream of enjoying these gifts. <laughs> yes. Um, what is in your cup? So, um, you're going to hear the refreshing crack of... Yes. Nice. Of, um, something that I really think Big Grove nailed it to the floor on, uh, for this year, which is, uh... The Haze Apocalypse Fallout Survival Kit. So it's an apocalypse <laughs> themed beer series. Okay. That's, so that's this, Big Grove? Yes, this it's, is Big it Grove. It sounds like Big Grove if it involves an apocalypse or like anything very Blade Runner like. <laughs> yes. Um, and so um, I have previously enjoyed their, um, they had one that they released this year called A Better Tomorrow. Uh, but the one I am having today is called Survival Kit Volume 2. 
That's great. Why do I giggle like that? I don't understand. But continue. well, the best part. So this is a it's a hazy double IPA with Sabro and Citra hops, and the description is rations now available. <gasps> Big Grove Brewery has the supplies you need. Store cold, drink fresh, and stay safe. And I can't think of anything that better encapsulates how we ought to be spending the next at least month, if not longer, while we wait for vaccines to be doled out to healthcare workers at the very least before they start coming out to uh, members of the public. So Yes, and apologies if you can hear my cat in the background. Miranda and I were discussing before we started recording that she was recently relieved of a very serious bout of constipation and she's really felt the life come back into her. So she is uh, very obnoxious and loud right now. Sorry about I just, that. I mean, everyone knows the, the joy of a good poop and how you feel lighter and, and vibrant or relieved. Just relieved. Just and easy breezy. Easy breezy, but it's way funnier when it's a cat who's mad at you for being away from her because she's finally yes. ready to play. Yes. <laughs> Can, I just can't imagine. Mm. Mm. Uh, mm. Great. Uh, well, glad you're enjoying your beer, your survival mm-hmm. kit number two. Yes. Um, excellent. So shall we just we should have bust right in. into the episode? Yes. Right on. Who wants to go first? Uh, well, why don't uh, you oh, say go, one go. of yours, and then we'll go back and forth. Let's do it. Okay. I like it. I'm going to give a small introduction to the reasoning of my gifts. Okay. I am embracing, and I say this as I'm surrounded by shit. I'm surrounded by crap. <laughs> <laughs> do as I say, not as I do, people. Um, I'm just kidding. I just have a lot of samples in my house. But um, less shit, more gift. That's where I'm going with this. And so because so many people are working really stressfully as far as like they are essential and they've been unable to work from home comfortably. Or if you have transitioned to work from home, you might have a new environmental stressors. Um, and it could be anything from this is not my routine to I have children to this is uh this isn't how I can work or focus. Um, or if you're someone who's an essential worker or someone who still just has to go into their work no matter what, when you come home, it is really hard to de-stress. It can be really hard to even want to go back out there again. That is really, really stressful. So my gifts are going to focus on temporary things so you have to take care of less things because gifts are sometimes a job. Right. I mean, if it ends up being something that you have to dust or maintain or figure out where it's going to go in your house, you have to rearrange some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. So like in my, my thought is I don't want to burden anybody with anything. And if, so there's, I have three categories, temporary, environmental improvement and reused. So Mm -hmm. those are my, my, my plans there. So, um, so I'll start with one, which will, if it's temporary, it could be food and drinks because mm-hmm. that's stuff that you can use up real fast. A really great friend of mine has been making caramels and I haven't thought about eating a caramel in decades, but she brought to my door a bag full of handmade caramels. I It was heaven. Every bite was heaven. And we all went over to our house last weekend for a social distance like hangout. And we all were like, you need to give us the recipe. She's like, it's not a big deal. And I was like, it doesn't matter. It's amazing. Like, we just need those things. And I think that if the idea of making a treat for someone, like if cookies seem a little like played out or maybe you're just, yeah. you want something decadent, caramels are pretty fun and easy. And I mean, you need to get a sugar thermometer or whatever. But um, the way she said it, she said it was pretty easy. And I can share the recipes she sent me. Um but I think a really cool thing that you could do is go to a thrift spot, a thrift store, or if you have a piece of glassware that you don't mind getting rid of, put it in a vintage piece of glassware. It's cute, it's pretty, and then people can chuck it if they want, or they can reuse it, or they can donate it to the thrift store. Like, I am mm-hmm. just, vintage glassware is in abundance in the United States. And it doesn't have to be fancy and collectible, it just has to be cool. So. I'm personally a fan. And that's something that you can clean really easy, too, if you're nervous about stuff, you know, 
going on versus like yeah yeah that's all i'll stop well so so thematically related to that which i was not um i did not organize any of my shit but i'm gonna match it to your organizational scheme um related to caramels which like you say require uh they don't require a candy thermometer. A candy thermometer makes it easier. Mm-hmm. You can do it without, but then you have to kind of use a judgment call, and that can be tough if you haven't done them before. So um, what doesn't require that at all are chocolate truffles. Ooh. So chocolate truffles um, you can make with just, like, regular chocolate chips at home. And... Um, when you make them, if you don't have a mold, like let's just say you don't have a silicone mold at home, you can make them into little balls and then roll them in um, either dry cocoa powder or powdered sugar, coconut, anything that um, will stick to the outside so that then the truffle itself isn't sticky anymore. And then mm-hmm. you've got something that doesn't even require wrapping to keep it separate from the others. Nice. So those are really nice. They're very easy to do. I used to do it when I was in residency and I wanted to give people a gift, but I did not have the time or the energy to do something complicated because all you have to do is melt the chocolate, mix in whatever other ingredients you want it to have. So you usually add some type of dairy product or vegan dairy product to like loosen it up a little bit so it won't re-harden into something hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, you basically temper that chocolate, make a little whatever shape you want. Um, And like I said, if you don't have something that's gonna make a shell or a shape, then you can just roll it in something that will stick to the outside so that it isn't sticky anymore. My secret tip to chocolates, a little bit of cayenne. Not a lot, right? Because if people think they don't like spicy food, they're not gonna be appreciative of a lot of cayenne, but just a little bit makes it feel richer. warmer yeah it's, yeah it's richer and also like i thought i've heard this before like the reason that we enjoy spice is that it really does activate all of our taste buds like or at mm-hmm. least more of the taste buds versus just sweet so yep. it's important to like hit all those nodes kind of thing yeah and and the nice thing about cayenne pepper when you buy it it's usually very very finely ground mm-hmm. so it's not going to disrupt the flavor or the texture of the chocolate if you want to level up I highly recommend a homemade marshmallow. Oh, you did those for Valentine's one year. They were if you have had a homemade marshmallow, you know why people bother to make them at all. Because <laughs> like store-bought marshmallows are fine and they're good for s'mores. And don't get me wrong, I want a store-bought jet-puffed giant marshmallow for my s'mores. Absolutely. But if you have a decadent homemade cut marshmallow... <sighs> You did the strawberry ones. I still think mm-hmm. about them. And you put them in cute little wax paper envelopes that one year for mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ben and I were in heaven. And we are not marshmallow people. I'm not a marshmallow person. I don't even know what gave me the idea. I think it was I had a friend who had uh, handmade marshmallows as a wedding. It was like her little, what do they call them? The gifts, the thingy that you sit, favor, wedding favor. Yeah, wedding favor. So the wedding favor was just like that. It was a little a little glassine envelope with like lemon marshmallows. And I was like, ew, weird. And then I ate them and I was like, I am so wrong. You know what? <laughs> These are let's, amazing. Let's just give a shout out to your friend, the true MVP of a wedding, uh, uh, what's the word, favor. Because you know those Jordan almonds taking out dental care. They're taking out dental yes. work that we've all paid a lot of money for. So not only were we at your wedding, we traveled to your wedding, we parked our car. Who knows where you're having your wedding? We gave you a gift, and then you ruined my crown. So like, yep. <laughs> marshmallows, winners. winners, delightful. Everybody can enjoy a marshmallow, and I think the only thing that's difficult about it is if you're making them for people who are vegan. I believe you have to come up with a different uh, binder than gelatin, but it exists. Yeah. And it I can be done. They definitely have, um, there's different uh, types of things that you can use, and you don't have to use corn syrup to make marshmallows either. So Mm-mm. there's a lot of, marshmallows have been around a lot longer than we want to give them credit. <laughs> so the fact is, is like they've been making them a long time, and we can. Centuries. Yeah. So we can 
we can dive into that. And have, the other thing that's oh, go oh, ahead. oh no, you please. You're the other thing that's kind of fun about them. So when I made them for Valentine's Day, I did not have a lot of time. So I just put my marshmallow um, concoction into a, a sheet pan to let it set into its correct shape. And then I flipped it over and I just used a ruler to cut them into squares. And they just looked, you know, like cubic marshmallows. But you can cut them into any shape you like. You can use a cookie cutter as a guide. You could you could make a homemade or buy a hot cocoa mix and then have a little marshmallow hot cocoa Ooh. package gift. And for something like that, quite honestly, you could totally get away with giving somebody like one packet of fancy hot chocolate and one marshmallow. And that's like a little hostess gift. It doesn't have to be big. That's wonderful. Yeah. And it's just also... That's me time. It says, I don't have to share this with nobody else. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of selfish gifts at Christmas. Okay. Okay. My, I will add on to the homemade things you can eat, things you can enjoy. I was going to say drink mixers. Either mm-hmm. a drink kit or actually making a mixer yourself. Like if you know how to make simple syrup and you have a lot of like a certain herb from your garden that you've been like hoarding or maybe you just have a lot of access to cranberries. Like, you're just overwhelmed with cranberries. Like, you can do a simple syrup that's infused. Or you can even infuse vodka if you really wanted to. You could but, infuse vinegar if the person is not a I, I was about to drinker. Say, the idea of, like, doing mixers means no alcohol. So you can also give everybody the recipe card. And nothing is cuter than a handwritten fucking note at the holidays. I'm sorry. Like, everything is mass purchased and mass done and so anytime I get a handwritten anything I melt I die I love it or even something that's been clearly printed on your home printer it's great I know it's you I know the edges are weird and I know you use some weird scissors to like cut it and make it look special I love it um but yeah I I love the idea of making a mixer that someone could then share with their the whole family you could have that with kids and they get to try something different um that's another thing it's like a lot of people are they're spending a lot of time with their close family. So, like, what can you do that's a little bit more everyone can share? Or if you want to give a gift that's really particular to one person, make sure you make it the right size so that it's just for one person. But, um, yeah, the drink mixers, it's I think that's actually a lot more fun. And you can also buy, you can put together a drink kit without having to make anything if you don't want to. And then no one has to be concerned about, you touched things or did something weird, but it's just taking the effort to go to the right stores to get really nice ingredients or maybe just one nice ingredient that really like makes it special and packaging it up really pretty. You know, a lot of people are just too busy to like go out and hunt down ingredients. Mm -hmm. But if you go out there and you're going to like an Indian grocer or a Chinese grocer, you might be able to get a lot of interesting stuff for really cheap and then put those together for people Instead of going to, like, your fancy liquor store for everything. Do you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, there's ways yeah. to, like, cut the corners, make it special, and really flavorful. The other idea of that is if you don't want to do a mixer of some kind, virgin or not, you can also do seasoning kits. I think one mm-hmm. of the coolest gifts I got this year was a coffee salt uh, salt rub um, for meat. And I have yet to use it, and I just keep thinking about, what am I going to put it on? What am I going to put it on? But that's something that doesn't go bad either. You know what I mean? This The thought of a coffee rub, just this the thought of what that smells like is so good. <laughs> so good. But those are things that you can buy kosher salt real cheap, mm-hmm. and then you can add, again, go to an Indian grocer or a Chinese grocer or any place where like you can buy bigger bulk items and make us make a a rub for people it's just it's an idea it's just an idea that i think it doesn't have to be super expensive but people Mm-mm. love being able to try something else or not have to think about it you know yep so do you is do you have any more edible things because i have something on that theme that is not for eating but is i am out similar. of oh sorry there's a little lag there Mm-mm. what were you saying I have, I have an idea that plays off of that, but is not for eating. I am done with my edible things. Okay. So that is perfect. Um, 
in the salt theme, I had a very nice gift that was given to me, I want to say like two years ago, where a friend um, gave me bath salts that she had made, not not I synthetic <laughs> cathinones, not trying to eat somebody's oh. face off. And you don't live in Florida, so like... <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, but I do love a good like salt scrub and things, but... Mm-hmm. But, so you can actually uh, make this so that, and you could give this like as a recipe card as well. So you could either, you could put it one of two ways. You could make your salt mix. So it would be Epsom salts or kosher salt. It really doesn't matter. Um, whichever is less expensive, because who cares? It's You're not going to eat it. And you can combine it with any herbs that you like the smell of. So if the person that you're giving stuff to doesn't like floral scents, then go toward de- like the rosemary, thyme. Like it can be stuff in your kitchen. Even basil. If it's going to basil, all that stuff is so good. Um, if they are somebody who likes more floral stuff, you could put in rose petals, lavender buds, whatever. All of this stuff is like available from the grocery store, right? And um, just mix it up until it smells nice. Like, put in enough that it smells like how you want it to smell. And then you can, you package up that uh, salt mix in a mason jar, right? Because the mason jars are very affordable, easy to find. You can put them in something. Yep. Um, You can put them in a a Tupperware container if you don't have, you know, mason jars sitting around. Who cares? Then with the recipe card, you could say, okay, well, this is a salt soak. But if you want to make it into a salt scrub... All the person has to do is put some type of oil in it that they like. Could be any sort of uh, oil that's good enough for eating is good enough to use as a scrub. Coconut, olive, any of those things are perfectly safe. So it could be used as a salt bath soak, or it could be used as an exfoliator, which in the wintertime is really nice. I'll also add like coffee grounds I've heard before are really good for exfoliating too. And mm-hmm. I love it. People say that it energizes the skin. I don't know what the fuck that means, but I do appreciate that people are using coffee grounds again or that they are able to use them, you know, non-used. But the point is, is like there's a, there's an opportunity for a natural exfoliant that is not a problem going down your drain in small. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And it smells heavenly. Like, even if you're somebody who doesn't want to drink coffee because it gives you acid reflux or it gives you palpitations and it just doesn't really work for you as a person, that smell, especially combined with, I have a, a, this is a purchased scrub, um, but I bought a scrub from, we talked about Basic Goods last week, and Basic Goods is a shop here in Iowa City that just has excellent curation. And uh, they had a coffee scrub that's coffee grapefruit. Oh, that's that, that smell, like I dream about that smell. I'm looking, no one can see your so face right good. now, but you, your face is in another place. It's in another dimension. And, and the other thing that I would suggest about that is if you have been listening to this podcast for a long time and you happen to have bitters in your house, bitters are an excellent source of complex odors, right? Because that's really what they are. Like when you are adding bitters to a cocktail you're adding flavor yes but mostly what you're adding is aroma Mm -hmm. you're adding a complex aroma which contributes to the the flavor of your your perception of the flavor of the drink so if you have bitters sitting around your house that would also be a lovely thing to add to anything aromatic that you make if you like the smell of the bitters then toss it in that's the thing. I mean, so much of what you think you taste is the stuff that you actually smell. And exactly. bitters are an exa- <laughs> a great example of that. Oh, nice. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. I'll, I'll keep on the, the path of stuff that gets used up. How's that? Yes. Okay. There has been a resurgence in candles, especially because people are spending a lot more time at home or they need rituals to calm mm-hmm. themselves down or to spend time in light that isn't on a screen, isn't overhead light like in an office. And so people like the 
the emotional feeling of candles. I think there's been a big resurgence in people investing in their home environments, whether you work from home or you're coming home and need to really relax. There's just been a lot more um, focus on self-care, environmental space, like awareness, and candles can be cheap or real expensive, depending on what you want to get. And I think one of the coolest things I've been seeing is people are pouring candles into vintage glassware. And and it's I really like cool. I like it. Because like, then when you're done, you got something cool. Or you can, don't, you can like give it to the thrift store. Who cares? But it's I'm fascinated by it. So there's a couple makers I've seen who are doing that. If you are handy, I've done candles before mm-hmm. with a the same friend who did the caramels. She is, she's so talented. Um, if you want to pour a candle into like vintage glassware that you have, or or actually old uh, old candle holders, that's fine too. Like, no one no one cares nearly as much as you do about whether it's a new candle holder or not. In fact, I I would go sure. one further to say that. A lot of the things that you can buy in the store are pretty, but they don't seem very, um, they may or may not seem particularly special. Yeah. And I don't, I won't buy a candle if I don't like the glass that it came in or the container that it came Mm. in. And I've also seen some really cool ones from urban, like people who've made ceramic or earthenware. Um, like especially my favorite is like people who like just learned how to like throw, Ceramics, (laughs) Ceramics, <laughs> like their first few pieces ain't great. So you can find a lot of them at thrift stores. <laughs> Pour a candle into that, and they, and then you know it works. It's safe. You know? I love this because I actually have two pieces. So uh, when I lived in Michigan, um, I had some friends who want, like to do experiential things together, and they like to like, they were almost like uh, like the try it team. Like if the public library was going to teach you how to you know, do, do like um, Ikebana flower arranging. They were like, yeah, let's go try that. Like, I'm not going to be good at it, but I do want to try it. It was sort of like a thing that we could do together as a group that didn't require anybody to have any skills. Like, these were like starter classes. And so we did one where we made um, cups. My cups are, they're cute as a first try. Let's just be real. They're cute as a first try. But I've been struggling to think what to do with them because, you know, they're they're cute for what they are, but I wouldn't want to give somebody that cup and have them think like, oh, she thinks this is very precious and it's going to upset her if I get rid of it, <laughs> you know? But if I put a can... Well, it's if up you, there with pinch pots from your yeah, kids. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically, I mean, it's not much different, except... It's, it's still better than a pinch pot. Uh, no, it's not because I'm an adult. And I did that. The pinch pot from a kid, like that, the kid used the the motor skills they had, which were mostly gross motor skills, a little bit of fine motor skills. I have the fine motor skills to play a piano, and I still made that piece Mm -hmm. of garbage. However, (laughs) if you put a candle inside it, it implies that it's ephemeral. (laughs) Doesn't it? And, and it and it wonderful choice of words. It generates the permission <laughs> to say, you can get rid of this, right? Like you're gonna use this yes. up, and then it can become, you know, the the piece that you break to aerate the soil in the bottom of your pots for your potted plants, or you, you know, what I'm saying, right? Like it takes the preciousness take out of it. Take a hammer to it. Just go it for takes, it. Just... It takes the preciousness out of it. Is what I'm trying to say. You know, I will say this. Um, uh, a friend of mine, we talked about him in the last podcast. He has a CNC machine, and he does, like, really cool woodworking Ooh. stuff. And he has, now that he has recognized the, the longevity of his projects, once they leave his hands, like, anything that he pours in epoxy, that, those are lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Lifetimes of people. Generations of people before it breaks down. And even then, it's not a, a safe thing for the ground. And he has pulled back dramatically from his epoxy use because he is like, I will use all the old stuff I've already made, but I don't want to make more because I just, I'm recognizing the weight of the products I make. Mm-hmm. And I think there is something wonderful about letting people know, toss this, 
get rid of it. Give it away, donate it, recycle it, break it, and put it at the bottom of your pots for drainage. Great. I, I'm actually thinking, I actually thought about this today, tonight while I was on my Peloton. I was like, I think I'm going to put that on every gift, a little note card that was like, this isn't precious. Let it go. Because I don't want, I, you and I, maybe the beer's talking, but you and I come from a culture of, um, we have much older parents mm -hmm. and they have held on to lots of stuff. And Our parents were the is, children of the Great Depression, <laughs> you know? Yes. And, and so like, I catch myself constantly, uh, create, like really living those behaviors of holding yeah. on to things. And I don't think anyone gives something now that they hope you hold on to forever. And if they do, that's, that's on, on them. them. That's something weird for yep. them. So like, I, I really do think that adding a little disclaimer, like toss this, break this, I don't care. Like let's everyone feel like a relief. Let it have a second, so, third, yeah. fourth or fifth life. You can keep it if yes. you want to, but there's no expectation from mm -hmm. me that you will. Exactly. So I love that. I love your idea of using, finally like, what can I do with this? Cause it matters to you. But at the same time, you're like, I still want to be able to use it. And it's a vessel. Mm -hmm. You can pour wax and a wick into anything. And it's, it can be expensive depending on what wax uh, options you use. But a candle that's scented or unscented is still beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's still an environmental piece that like, it improves your environment. Um, the other thing I'll say about the waxes is that you never realize how much damn essential oils you need to make it smell good. I'm gonna say that right now. If you think you added enough, you never do it. All the candles I made smell like nothing. I'm so bummed out. So like, that's what you're paying for when you buy candles. Everything that's like, oh, that is such an expensive candle. Well, because it's perfume, straight up mm -hmm. perfume in there. So like, get with the program. It costs so much money to make the oils and the fragrances that we think are easy, like, it's a lot of resources and time. So anyways, make unscented candles. No one cares. Yeah, you can dye them. You can add food colorings and things. Yes. And that is pretty without having to spend a huge amount of money to make it perfumed in the way that you want. And candles are kind of unique in that because you don't have to add a lot of essential oils. Like I made um, homemade mints once, like mints, like Ooh. homemade Altoids. And I made them with, uh, I can't even remember, it was like... Um, paste like a paste mix from michael's um like an edible paste mm -hmm. mix like you would make for making like edible yeah. flowers but i just made them into like a sheet and is, is it like a marzipan or something not a marzipan a fondant yeah it's similar a similar type of thing it's got a lot of sugar in it yeah well no the one that i bought does not have that um because i was trying to make them not uh not like would not promote tooth decay and then I added... You are such... You are a deep, loving friend. <laughs> I'm like, Jordan Almonds at my wedding. Go! No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. Uh, I definitely made <laughs> I these mints for myself. And then I was like, I'm going to make them for other people too. And then I never got that far. Um, so let's not talk about how giving I am. But I will post the recipe that I used and the ingredients that I used. But essentially, like for making those uh, minty, you do need more mint... Uh, flavoring than you think you do but still not as much as you do to as you need to be able to like smell them in a big candle from a distance so if you do mints or if you do like the bath salts um or uh, salt scrubs the flowers or the whatever um herbs that you add are going to do that work for you as opposed to like trying to scent a candle which, like Miranda said, is going to mm -hmm. cost you. <laughs> it's going to cost you. So anytime someone's like, I want to pour candles, I was like, think about your investment before you start. Because, yeah. Yep. But the, but I think people need to be reminded, like, you don't, you don't want always scented candles. No. There are a lot of people who, there are a lot of people who are really, really sensitive to that, too. Especially if we're now, yeah. like, um not able to, like the winter is coming, is here, not coming, it's here. Uh, opening the windows to let that scent out 
they're irritants, like they're eye irritants for some people, um, respiratory mm-hmm. irritants for some people. And considering that we don't want to be coughing on other people right now, maybe just do the better thing and take it, take it down a notch. Take it down. Mm-hmm. Take it down a notch. And also, like, I got gifted a shit ton, and I shit ton is the met, like the actual mm-hmm. term, metric shit mm-hmm. ton, of incense for my birthday because people know who I am. Mm-hmm. Bless them. I'm 38 years old. People know who I am. But I can't be burning candles that smell different to my incense and, like, other things. Or if you're making dinner, yeah. you don't want a set of candle. Like, so there's no harm in just pouring a basic candle. Yeah. Especially if you have Sorry, a cool we, we container. A lot of time. Exactly. Sorry, I'm a big fan of it. I'm a big fan. And it's going to work faster than you think as far as making a gift. Mm-hmm. I'm going to riff on that a little bit to something that is not... Um, consumable per se but is reusable Ooh, I like it so you can buy um, beeswax pellets or you can use just like a block of beeswax it doesn't matter which but you can make your own beeswax wraps at home they're very easy to do very low mess and they are adorable if you have cute fabric at home so I have made them before just for myself. I love them. I also just want to add to this. Like, if you have, you don't need to go out and buy more fabric Mm-mm. because you need different sizes. Mm-hmm. Just like you need saran wrap in different sizes. The thing that drives me nuts about saran wrap or plastic wrap is that there's only one width. Yep. And then I have to, like, sit and cut it up and pray that I didn't destroy it. But with beeswax wrap, you can have multiple sizes, so you can use up scraps. You really could. You don't need a full fat quarter. You don't need a perfect square. It could just be different sizes, and people can use it. And again, it's not precious. And it's biodegradable if you use cotton or linen or whatever. If you use a plant-based fiber as the fabric and you put beeswax on top, you now have a fully biodegradable, compostable wrap. So the way that I did this was that I bought beeswax pellets because I didn't know uh, if I would be able, like (laughs) I was a little concerned about buying way too much beeswax. (laughs) So I bought pellets, but either way is fine. You just melt it um, in a pot on your stove and you can use literally any brush you have lying around, like paintbrush of any type. Um, or you can use like a silicone brush like you might use for um, putting egg wash on pastries, right? Because all of this is food safe, so you don't have to worry that you're going to ruin your kitchen stuff making something that's not food safe. But essentially, I took um, cotton quilting fabric, I washed it, and then I ironed it out, and then I uh, used pinking shears to cut the edges so that it wouldn't unravel. Unravel. Yep. Yep. And then I put the fabric onto uh, cookie sheets and I used a paintbrush to spread the melted beeswax all over it. Um, if you're really, con- if you're doing it with kids and you're really concerned about burning, th- like uh, hot things, you can literally take the beeswax pellets, which are cold, sprinkle them on top of the fabric, and then put that in the oven like you're baking a cookie. And then the kids never have to touch it after that, right? Nice. And then and then the uh, beeswax pellets melt into the fabric, and you can tell when you pull it out which spots are dark and which ones are light. The spots that are dark have enough beeswax. The spots that are light didn't get enough beeswax. You sprinkle a little more pellet, put it back in, you know. If you're doing it with kids nice. that way, at least it's a little um, safer. You don't have to worry the kids are going to touch something hot. And when you're done, yeah. you have adorable reusable beeswax wraps. And if you have cute fabric at home, that. it makes a really, really cute gift. I love that. I love it. And it costs so it. much less than the actual beeswax wraps you buy at the store. Oh, I know. I've definitely bought them. <laughs> when I saw them. I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at myself right now. When I saw yeah. them, I was like, oh, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> dare you? You and this good idea. Uh, monetizing it yes um that's funny uh, no that's a great gift because people also like there there is a there's a threshold 
of price that stops people from trying something new. And when you give people something that is not precious, again, they're willing to try it. And they also can recognize like, oh, there's a big upcharge when I buy it at XYZ stores versus the stuff that was made for me. And I get to try it out. They can buy it again if they mm-hmm. want, or they can buy from other vendors. But at least this gives people an option to try it. Sometimes people just need a not sometimes people just need to like a little push out of the nest to try stuff. Yeah. But there could be a price barrier. Yep. You know? Absolutely. Um, so on a speaking of price barriers. This is my, I got two, two big gifts that I think actually, actually, I'm going to start with a big one. Plants. Plants cost a lot yes. of money. And it's not that you should not support your local nurseries and places and things like that. If you can. Um, you should definitely if you can. But there, being a part of uh, the underground plant trade, I've just recognized like, that's a, that's a, uh, it's a luxury that a lot of people don't have the money and resources to buy our plants. And I am a big fan of gifting cuttings to people. Me and all my friends, we talk about cuttings all the time. And also, I'm a big fan of, like, cutting some things out in the wild. Well, you shouldn't do this at stores. You should not do this in parks that are... Protected. Um, protected. And you shouldn't do this in gardens that in which you've paid for... Um, admission yeah. to like there's absolutely places that are like don't, don't do that, that. person don't do that but i do love the idea of like of the plants you have see what you can propagate and then gift them actually there was a really because... cool story on npr today about all the plants that are uh you know growing wild in like it sounds really weird but like growing in ditches and in medians mm. that are the ancestors of the foods that we eat and some of them are beautiful. Yeah. There's there's actually like, um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. But like mustard greens is one. Um, I want to say it's scapes or something like that. Garlic scapes. And there's so many different types of things out there that like sound so fancy when you're reading it on a menu at a beautiful place that you're eating. But they're like in ditches. <laughs> they're growing everywhere in other places. And so like if you're a forager, Awesome. I am not on that level no. yet. I, keep I don't trust myself. I don't trust myself. Oh, and all, all the people I know who are foragers have had a couple slip-ups. <laughs> so, like, I I live alone. I don't have a partner <laughs> to, like, have a slip-up with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sorry, that's a mushroom conversation. But anyway, it's true. the point is, that's, you got you to gotta work, you know, strengthen numbers. You got to have a buddy. Yeah. Um, but I will say, like, as far as, like, your plants, like, Everyone right now, we're heading into the winter. You need to trim back your plants because it doesn't have the energy and the light source it needs. So you're going to trim things back. Put them into propagation, like just into like glass jars or even like you can even make a propagation station for someone out of glass jars and give it, gift it. It's really great for kids too to watch like the roots Oh, grow. it's so cool. And then it's super cool. And you could just give them like a little like three or four different plants. And then you get to plant those and they get to plant it and put it in whatever planner they want. And that's great. But the thing is like this idea of giving a gift that's a brand new purchase, it's not necessary. It really isn't necessary, especially because plants have become so popular. It has become the millennials new house buying. (laughs) So like just give what you already have. It's a renewable resource, at least in my house. It's a goddamn disaster. It's a jungle over here. (laughs) And I like... I have a disposable income because I live alone and I have a good paying job and I went and I bought a couple plants and I already sent photos of that to all my other friends that I like, you know, send cuttings to, or we'd shit chat about it. And it's, it's one of those things where like, I saved up my money and I bought this Hoya. Oh, oh, oh Hoya. Like, yeah. but it's, those are things that like, I know in a few, like maybe in a year or two, cause Hoyas are weird sometimes I will be able to gift that to somebody else. And I, right now I have a number of things. Like I have snake plants that don't die. Snake plants love it when you ignore them. I have a big one. And it's ready for me to like take some of the babies mm-hmm. out so it can keep living carefully in its own plant. And that is a gift. When you give it to someone, it don't die. Literally it can't die. I mean, sorry. Jake the snake. <laughs> Jake the snake is not interested in you challenging him, but. 
No, I'm not trying to challenge you, babe. I'm not trying to challenge you, but you've done a great job. Anyways, so I think the idea of giving something that you already own mm-hmm. and or that you need to also thin out your plants anyway because we're in the winter. So get on, get up. That stuff costs so much money and it is such a Instagram, Pinterest, clickbait, lifestyle bullshit. <laughs> like, if you can give it for free, give it for free. Don't toss it. That's all. I'm done yeah. now. Well, I have one more thing on my list. How about you? I have a couple. You have a couple more. I have a couple more. Okay. But hit it. Okay. So my last thing sort of relates to the idea of giving something that could be reused or you could get rid of it depending on the materials you make it from. And that is um, fabric ornaments and garlands. So... I have an add-on mm. for this. I love it. So mm. I have a friend that um, has done a lot of really cool work with um, paper and fabric. Basically making fabric and paper ornaments. And so depending on the year, like one year she might give you a paper ornament and one year she might give you a fabric ornament. One year she actually made me like a little bunting and it was five. I love that bunting. Mm, it was like five fabric stars. And um, they were made from different fabrics where the color story was similar enough that it didn't matter that the colors didn't really match. But you, she used the same fabric in all five stars in slightly different combinations. So it made it go together in a way that like if you had just laid the bolts of fabric next to each other, you might not have thought they went together. And you can string it on um, a ribbon or a piece of butcher's twine, whatever. And it, even if it's really short, like even a little short one can go on um, a bookcase to make a little bookcase bunting. It doesn't have to be a garland that's big enough to like go around a tree. Right. It could just be a place that makes your environment look cute over a door. Yeah. Like if you're short, if you're short like me, you can put it over a door and it's adorable. Mm-hmm. Or you used to have that bunting over the kitchen sink, which made washing dishes really cute. Yeah. So so even little tiny that. ones you can do this with. Um, and like I was saying, if you make it from linen, cotton, wool, paper, uh, they will be biodegradable and compostable. So if the person uh, doesn't like it or if their dog chews it or whatever you still end up with something that you don't have to feel bad that it contributed to garbage because it was it was compostable and biodegradable. Um, so there, are, I have seen a lot of things that are um, just really creative uses of stuff that people had sitting around. I think Miranda and I have discussed this on a couple of occasions over the years that we've been doing this podcast. You will be surprised what goes together if you do it in a repeating pattern, right? So like you might have colors and fabrics that you don't think necessarily go together and in huge color block segments, maybe they don't. But when you have them in small little modular pieces, like for a folding star or something like that, you'd be surprised what you can get away with that looks really cute if you just repeat it enough times, you know, in a row or in a radiating pattern. So it makes sense. Yes, yep. Yeah, and humans humans love patterns. Mm-hmm. We love making sense of things. And so the idea of something repeating itself, just even if your colors may not make sense, but if you did it four or five times in a row, it makes perfect sense. Yep, it makes visual sense, exactly. And yeah. so uh, I can I can really vouch for that as something that, um, again, that's another thing that like you can do with kids. Like you could just pre-cut the pieces. Um, so if, you're, if they're really young kids, you might not want them to have scissors, but you could just pre-cut everything. And if they're older then just let them cut the pieces themselves. But there's all kinds of like free stuff online, like patterns for, for making those kinds of things that are sort of like origami, but doesn't require expensive origami paper that perhaps you either don't have or is all sold out already because we're getting closer to the holiday. Well, and also the stars that you're talking about involve strips. Mm-hmm. So you can do that with fabric strips. You can do that with birch bark. You could do that with paper bags yes like 
brown paper bags. Oh, if you have like a brown, like if you, if you've done a little bit of, um, collecting bags over time, right, you'll have brown paper bags probably, and probably some white paper bags. And you already have the basis for a two color geometric pattern that is pretty without necessarily being, um, something that, yeah, it's not overwhelming. And then from on top of that, right, like kids can use markers. <laughs> you could use gilding wax if you had some sitting around your house from your Shabby Chic project. Says, says, says Island. <laughs> says Island. And also, hold on. So this is where I'm going to add in. The, the beer's working. I'm very excited to say this. Dried um, orange slices, lemon slices, mm. um, cranberry, dried Craisins, yes. You can make... You can do really cool, I say, cran- like, fresh cranberries and craisins. Like, it depends on, like, the... It depends on what you're you after. Yeah. In, it depends on what you're after. But the point is, is, like, it, or popcorn, mm-hmm. even. Remember, Nana used to have popcorn garlic? Oh, yes. That was a shit. So, like, sorry. Sorry, y'all. We just had a moment, but... Um, Thank you, beer. Anyways, but the point is you can make garlands for people. And it yes, we're you could gift that to them on Christmas because guess what? Everyone's still at home. Or people are still gonna keep their trees up. I have a feeling a little longer than that. I think so. so like, they went up earlier, they're gonna stay up longer. Yeah. People are interested in everyone, some type of cheer. Exactly. I loved the I saw a couple people like Put together garlands with um, dried orange and lemon slices, and they just look so beautiful. It smells so nice, too. And it smells so good. And, like, there's just so many things that you can do that people can then, when they're ready, throw it in the trash. Like, I, there's nothing precious. Nothing is precious anymore. Like, when I die, throw me in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Danny. That's, that's, a, that's a line from It's Always Sunny. I remember. But the point is... <laughs> He's like, when I die, just throw me in the trash. Um, I'm sorry. Um, what he said was, I, throw me in the trash. Throw me in the trash. Um, but that's, I really feel like we need to take the seriousness and this intensity of gifts. Because people, like I saw this post the other day that someone was like, what do you hate about the holidays? And people are like, fake ass gift giving and fake ass uh ceremony and ritual and all the things that we have to do because we said we would and i'm like oh i am not here to impose that on anybody so like i hate obligation i assume everyone else hates obligation so like throw my gifts in the trash and you're done i'm fine or you can just dry orange or lemons and so then people can put them in their drinks and rehydrate them it's delightful water sparkling water alone is great or in their tea Mm -hmm. those are so many little gifts Everyone is trying to figure out their self-care regimens right now. So, like, go that route, or you can decorate that route. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, I have some other gift yes. ideas, but I'll let me... Are you, I, is it all right if I, I wax yes, on? Yes, you may wax on. All right. I got I got experiment. Like, uh, not experiment. Uh, experiential yes. gifts. Which is hard to do, because I think so, typically people would have said, like, an experiential gift is, like... You know, a trip to a spa or a trip to a restaurant, which we are not doing. Right. Um, I had a really dear friend who I went camping with one time. And she had a gift for me on Thanksgiving. And it involved what we drank when we went camping. It involved some really tasty treats. And she was like, I just want you to remember how much fun we had. <gasps> It was over a year ago. I would cry. Oh, my God. Oh, I did. That's so sweet. I cried. And it was just so thoughtful and loving. And it was not expensive. But it was, it hit me. Who's cutting onions in here? (laughs) Not, it's not me. Um, It is me. Um, (laughs) But it reminded me of, like, when you have long distance friends, because I feel like in this world, we have a lot Everybody has. <laughs> Everybody does, because, like, the internet, right? Making a Spotify playlist for someone you love says, I, li- it's like a mixed It is. It says, I listened, I miss you, remember this, remember this. And I send songs all the time right now to my friends far, far away to, like, jog their memory and also just to have a moment of, like, remember when we were stupid? And... My favorite part of adding to the Spotify playlist is if it's someone nearby, you can make a snack or a drink that reminds you of 
your time together. Hopefully, it doesn't make you bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> pray to Jesus. Or it could you could just write a note mm-hmm. about I miss this, and it's not to like make anyone feel bad about being socially distant or living in a pandemic, but I think people need reminders of we had a really good time, and we're going to have those times again. It's going to be different, but like let's not forget those. Like I think that having that loving memory of we had a really good time, and this is like our jam. This is our song. And I have those songs with so many different people that I just think it's a very, um, we just need to remind ourselves sometimes. We need like an escape from the reality and have that. Well, and I also think that there's something, there's something different between having that memory yourself and having that memory because somebody had it with you, right? So like you probably would have remembered, even if she hadn't given you that gift, what it was like to be on that trip. It is different when you know that somebody else is having that experience with you, that they brought it to your attention because they remember it too, right? It creates that community. It's not just it's not just you having a memory. You're having a communicable experience. Exactly. Exactly. So I think the if you were short on cash, Spotify is yep. free. And you can put together a playlist and send it to anybody. And I had a girlfriend the other day send me a Spotify playlist for being a bad bitch. It was all like hardcore girl anthems. And I say girl anthems, but it was all like recent rap anthems. And I was like, I was not ready. I was not ready for that. But it was all new stuff. And I was like, thank thank you. And I sent that to like the world. I forwarded that on to everybody I knew. And I couldn't believe how many people were like, can you send me that link again? I love that track. I love that thing. And I was like, she just sent that to me because she was like, this is for us. But the fact that I could send it if I wanted to, great. I could have also kept it between us and she would have been fine. I asked for her permission to like forward it on. But she was like, oh, if other girls are loving this or other people are loving this, then send it on. Well, and and like how awesome is the feeling that like you created something to share a moment with another person and then that person was able to share it with others and make it a bigger experience like even if you never meet those people it feels great to know that you did something that other people appreciated it is it's i really think it could be a great gift like the the we've lost the mixtape this is our chance to bring the mixtape back right now well and let's be honest Um, the mixtape got caught up in your tape player that was low quality and then it got warped and you tried to use a pencil to tighten it back up, but like you over tightened oh. it and stretched it and, and it, it doesn't sound right anymore. Mm. And you know what? It was playing fine on your mom's like big old like, Her fancy stereo, stereo system. Mm-hmm. But not on your like JL uh, JBL or is it, it JBL is JBL. Like there's like but it's not playing on that boom mm-hmm. box so carefully. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're double the four or the eight double D batteries that you put in there slow down. It's not going to be the same, <laughs> but the Spotify plays the same every fucking time. All right. I have another gift that involves your skills. So Spotify is a skill, right? Like I know what the song is. I'm going to hook it up for you. Some of your friends are not good at music. There's some people out there in my life who are like, I don't care about music. And I'm like, yes, you do. Everybody does. Everybody does. But like, Spotify is one of those things where, like, someone put to, like, every time I get a Spotify playlist that I, like, happen to, like, discover, I'm always like, thank you, stranger, for finding this and putting it together. The other, so those are, like, skills, putting together playlists. The other thing is a mending kit. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of, like, fixing things. But if your friends don't want to fix shit, make a coupon. This is my jam. Putting a coupon in there and be like, you need me to mend your jeans? Hem them up. Got yep. you. Like that, there's people out there who don't know how to put up buttons on. So these are, that's another thing that you could offer. That's a service. Using your skills and knowing your skills, knowing what you're good at and gifting that to people is gold right now. Yep. So I'm a fan of that. I'm going to go back to your music thing. I know I said I had no gifts, but I, I have uh, one thing about your gift, which is, uh, I'm going to get very nerdy on you for a second here. But we recently had, uh, I guess it wasn't that recently. I just, my brain just sort of elides the pandemic out of things. 
prior to the pandemic, uh, at the University of Iowa, we had Roseanne Cash come to talk about the experience of having had, so she had a Chiari malformation, which was causing her to have really bad headaches. And so she needed neurosurgery to correct it. And the headaches, of course, when you have chronic headaches, it makes it very hard to do anything. Like you're, you're in chronic pain. And so uh, she came to talk and she was on a panel with a bunch of neuroscientists and neurosurgeons. And what was really fascinating was hearing what people know about what it means to share music with others and how long music stays with people. And it reminded me of a project that a friend of mine did in residency where uh, her husband was a DJ and she was a psychiatry resident. She's now a psychiatrist um, professionally in California. And she and her husband decided to try to work with um, senior living centers and dementia care um, services to build playlists that would build connection with the people who were having a hard time communicating or having a hard time feeling connected to others. So your sense of music and your favorite music lasts with you through Alzheimer's disease. So people who have like early to moderate Alzheimer's disease still remember their favorite songs, which oftentimes occurred in their teens. So this is just a thing to kind of keep in mind. Like teens and 20s are often when your musical tastes are kind of set in your mind. Music is something that uh, human beings have used to communicate for millennia, right? So it's... It's a language. It's a language. And so it's no surprise that it still has meaning for us. What's interesting is that that sort of memory continues to be preserved, even when other memory systems might not uh, continue. They might not persist quite as well. So if there's a person in your life that you want to uh, give a good feeling to, giving them that gift, either in the form of a Spotify playlist or a burn CD or a flash drive or, or whatever it might be, um, that can go a long way to sort of communicating a good feeling to them, even if you may not be able to see them or communicate well with them for a variety of reasons. Like music is one of those um, connecting things. So just to get my, my nerd glasses on for you for a moment. Um, let me... Let me adjust my glasses and check my calculator. It checks out. checks out. Um, I'm really happy. Um, that was beautiful and wonderful. And I think, and um, I don't want to go too far because we've kind of gotten over our... We have. This is supposed to be a short episode. This is supposed to be a short episode and we are fucking chatty candies over here. We're like, everyone listen to us. But also I feel like we're inspiring each other to like get our shit together. But like, oh, sorry, my, my cackles and my laughs. Um, whatever, you listen to us for four years, you already know this. Um, but like, there is something very scary about mm-hmm. dementia and people fear it. People fear this, um, this idea of being disconnected from their reality. They think that's what it is. But I actually think it's a very, it's much more complex it than is. that. And it's a much more complex thing. Dementia is a much more complex thing because there's many different levers they're working in different timing than what your current life is right now in this moment. And so awareness and experience and memory just play differently versus our current status of who we are right now. And you bringing up that how important music is, maybe that's going to calm some people down. And I also hope it lets people find a new way to connect with their family members who have dementia or Alzheimer's. And because you know what? Everyone loves talking about themselves. (laughs) Fucking everybody. So like, ask them what their favorite music is. They might not recognize you, but ask them what they love to dance to. Like, and just ask and put things together. That's another kind of gift that you can give yourself or give your family. Like, I'm already writing this down and Island, you're my sister, but like, we need to ask our mom and dad what their favorite songs were. I can already tell you mom's favorite song is that. Is that Canned Heat song? Oh, I was going to say that Mungo Jerry, Jerry no. song. That Mungo terrible Jerry Mungo song. Jerry song. <laughs> and the summertime. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> she put that on the same mixtape like <laughs> six times. 
six oh, times. And P.S. P.S. Y'all, we grew up so poor, so like when my mom finally got to record her own like like double tapes, <laughs> she'd put Mungo Jerry <laughs> "Summertime Home" like every three oh songs. <laughs> Because she didn't want to rewind. <laughs> and then and then Dad's favorite song was um Old Fashioned Love Song by Three Dog Night. Had that on eight track. Had it on eight track, and he was always like, it's good. <laughs> but then he loved Elvis. Yeah. So we were like, oh, okay. And then, oh, bless his heart. I still don't know what his favorite stuff is. But one time, right before we moved him into the the VA, uh, the veterans home. He and I were at his house in Wisconsin, and he was like, let me play some records for you while we pack. Which, and I will never forget this. We played so many weird records. And he was like, this is what I love so much about Dad. He's had a a number of strokes, so some of his motor skills are a little different. But he was so excited to play stuff, he just kept playing records on top of records. And I had to go back and like, stack off. one record at a time. Like, I know you're so excited, and I know that, like, back in your youth of being, like, a weird drunk, drugged out, whatever, uh, he was never into drugs, but, like, being, like, a party dude, you could just put a record back on top of another record. <laughs> we don't do this now. now. <laughs> and, and protect your vinyl. So I would go over there and, like, hold on, Dad, let me fix it. And I'd, like, take all the records off. He was a stacking. He was so excited to show me stuff. He would just put record on top of record. And it was the cutest thing. And we made sure to pack those records with him when he moved to his um, veterans' home apartment. Nice. So, it's just a it's one of the things like music really is a huge connector. Absolutely, without a doubt. I I legit have nothing else to add here. I had one other gift, but it don't matter because you're everyone's smart enough to figure it out. <laughs> well, I think that we have we have shared our our collective ideas, and on our Instagram feed, it would be great if other people shared theirs, things that we might not have thought of. Um, so yeah, we will post this as soon as we can, and we would love to hear from you guys. You can find us on Instagram as Stitchcraft Sisters. Our website is stitchcraftsisters.com, but I will tell you that most of the comments left there are spam. I haven't seen a comment from like an actual human wanting to talk to us in a long time. So Instagram is where we live. Even our mom, Linda, was like, I'll go to That is what happened. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But send us your thoughts, your comments, whatever. And I'm excited also to see people's Yes. That's the thing I get so pumped about when it comes to the holidays. It's not about what you've given someone that, like, charges me. It's like, show me what you mm-hmm. did. I love seeing what people think People, pe- Yeah, mood. people get very creative, and I love it. Um, happy holidays, whatever the fuck you celebrate, or just enjoy I was going to say, like, it, you're, we are enjoying the period of time in which the days get shorter, the nights and the cozier times get longer, and on the darkest mm-hmm. day... You know that it only gets brighter from there. Amen. Amen. Except to our friend in New Zealand. Sorry. Well, no, her, she has them too, but they're in reverse order. She's got, it's, it's a little reverse. Her, hers get yeah. a little, you know. All right. Okay. <laughs> that was just a, a lovely global shout yes. out. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, sorry, but I love like seeing her Christmas tree. And just be like, it's hot as balls there. <laughs> well, it's New Zealand. It never gets hot as balls. But anyways, the point is, from here in the U.S., it'll get brighter real soon. I think it's the 23rd is our solstice. 21st or 23rd is our solstice. Somewhere in there. So, it can only get better from here, y'all. We'll see you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.